Thanks for joining us. You're about to listen to another Sunday worship service from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.
Good morning and welcome to Clarkston United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Amy. And I'm Pastor Megan. We welcome you on this third Sunday of Advent as we continue uh, on the theme of Christmas tradition and as we celebrate Joy Sunday. So before we begin worship, we'd like to invite you to register your attendance as we invite you to do every week. There are cards in the pews that say attendance at the top. You can either fill them out and place your completed cards in the offering plates when those are passed later on in the service, or there's a QR code on each card and you can scan that and register through our website if you'd prefer to do it that way. We know that many of you are live streaming with us this morning. Welcome, glad you're joining us. Please take a moment and register your attendance as well through our website. We can't see your faces, so let us know that you're with us. If there's anyone here in the sanctuary for the very first time today, welcome. And we have cards in our pews that say new here. We'd invite you to fill out one of those cards to let us know uh, that you're with us and that we can, uh, that will allow us to continue to connect with you. So thank you for taking a minute to register your attendance. After worship this morning, you may have seen in the hallways some oranges and some other items on a table. You're invited to lean into the theme of Christmas traditions by making a Chris Tingle. If you haven't heard of this before, it's a tradition that started in Germany but is very popular in the United Kingdom. And each piece of the Chris Tingle symbolizes something about the Christmas season and about God's creation. Uh, I invite you to check it out. It was very popular after the first service, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. Switching gears a little bit, on Tuesday night, we will be offering our worship service of the longest night. This is a prayerful, contemplative service. It allows some space for grief and loss and kind of complicated feelings at Christmas time. So if you feel like you might need a worship service where it's okay to feel a little sad, it's okay to just sit in silence, this might be the service for you. I'd invite you to join us 7 p.m. on Tuesday here in the sanctuary. Um, it should be a meaningful time for those who gather. And then it's hard to believe, but next Sunday, a week from today, is Christmas Eve. (laughs) Can you believe it? No. (laughs) Well, we have services in the morning because Christmas Eve is on a Sunday. And if you come at 9 a.m. next Sunday, you will experience a typical Sunday morning service focused on Advent. If you come at 11 a.m., this same time next week, you will experience our first Christmas Eve service of the year, and it will be a kid's pickup pageant. We'll be retelling the Christmas story. Any kid is welcome to take part. If you already know that you have a child or grandchild who wants to take part, contact Reverend Christie so she can plan ahead. But any kid who walks through the doors is welcome to be part of the story. So uh, that should be a lot of fun and maybe a little bit chaotic, and we all will be blessed (laughs) by the retelling of this story. But wait, there's more. So then, 4, 6, 8, and 10, we also have services as well. So if you come at 4 o'clock, it's a typical lessons and carols service. Um, If you come, and there will be a harpist. And if you come at 6 and 8, also lessons and carols. And our chancel choir will be singing at those. And then at 10... We have a special music ensemble that will be there, and um, we also have communion. All four services have candlelight, and we look forward to seeing you uh, as we celebrate Christmas Eve together. And then it's time to talk about January already. On January 7th, uh, we will be celebrating All Saints Day. This has uh, become a 
bit of a tradition now as we start the new year um, to remember and uh, celebrate those who went before us as we go into the new year. And so um, you are invited to submit a picture of a loved one if you've had someone pass away this past year, and we hope you'll um, be a part of that. And then January in Clarkston, at Clarkston United Methodist Church means we go to the movies. And so our movie series begins on uh, Tuesday, January 9th. And each Tuesday in January, we go to the AMC movie theater at Great Lakes Crossing uh, for $5 at 7 o'clock. And then the following Sunday, the sermon is on the movie that we saw. So we will be seeing Wonder, no, Wonka. 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 The Chocolate uh, Factory movie. Yes. Um, migration. Which is about the, geese. Yeah. <laughs> you just fill it in. The, uh, the Color Purple, <laughs> which is a musical version. Oh, the musical, yes. And then um, it, we are slated to see the boys in the boat, uh, but the manager wasn't sure if it would be here or not. But we'll keep you updated. Those are our plans for the movies um, this January. We hope you'll join us. Um, and sometimes people go out for dinner beforehand and just make a night of it, so it's a lot of fun. Um, and then I'm excited about this next opportunity that will start on Wednesday, January 10th, and will go for four weeks um, on Wednesdays. And that's a Food for Life class that Beth Gifford will be offering. And it's a program on um, plant-based eating. So whole food eating, plant-based eating, and um, you can come and learn about that. She's going to model some recipes and give you opportunities to learn about how to do it and how to make it um, a compatible way of eating in your life um, for health reasons and all of that. And so I would encourage you to check that out on the website and you can register there as well. So there's a lot of things to keep in mind, a lot of things coming up, but right now it's time to shift our focus, shift our attention on our creator and connecting with God. So let's focus on God now as we're called into this time of worship. Please stand as you are comfortable and join me in the call to worship. The text will be on the screen so that you can follow along. You're invited to join in saying the words that will be in bold type. Alleluia, the Christ child comes, and we await his birth. Let us throw off our distractions and allow the chaos to settle. Let us watch for the signs and listen to the messengers. Let us stand on tiptoe and shout aloud and sing. Something new is emerging. Something new is being birthed. Let us worship God with great anticipation.
Well, welcome to Clark's United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Jeremy, and it's a little gloomy outside, but there's a lot of joy in this room. And those of you worshiping with us online, joy to you too. Turn to your neighbors and wish them a joyful Advent holiday. It's become a neat tradition here at Clarkson United Methodist Church to celebrate the babies who have been born um, over the course of the year and to celebrate them on, at Christmas time to celebrate their first Christmas. And so here are some of the babies who have been born to our congregation this year. Ocean. 
this time if there are any babies uh, among us for their first Christmas we have a special gift for them we invite them to come forward celebrate with you this this um, wonderful gift of life and as you welcome the Christ child uh, this first Christmas <laughs> we know there's some extra joy and we celebrate with you so enjoy your first Christmas together and may God bless you As we wait for Christmas, we light candles on our Advent wreath. Each candle marks the passing of time and reminds us of the long wait for the Messiah. The prophet Zephaniah shared these words with God's people. Rejoice, daughter Zion. Shout, Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. God will renew you with love. God will rejoice over you with singing. The Lord says, I will deliver the lame. I will gather the outcast. I will change shame into praise and fame throughout the earth. We light purple candles this morning to symbolize hope and peace. The third candle we light is pink, symbolizing joy. week of Advent, we have shared a different Christmas tradition um, from a member of our staff or uh, our congregation, and I wanted to share with you a little bit about a kind of a tradition that evolved in my family. Um, when I was a kid, one of my favorite things was the nativity set, and uh, so I would always put that out and get to be the one who arranged things. 
When I was about eight years old, though, my mom became the director of Christian education at the church where we went, and a member of her committee came up to me and asked, what does your mom collect? I thought about it, I thought, well, she has these two little angels, so she collects angels. So for 15 years, every year, my mom got several angels for Christmas from people at church. And then when I went to seminary, she decided it was time for me to have a collection. And so for several years, she gave me um, houses for Christmas Village, which has taken over my house, and, uh, until I said, you have to stop. I can't have any more. There's no space. What I would really like is a nativity. And so after that, she, um, for Christmas, I received the Holy Family and the stable and then um, every year different pieces of it. This year, our nativity, our family nativity is actually here at the church um, because I felt like for Christmas traditions, I wanted the, the larger nativity we have instead of being out in the gathering space to be up here. But because I also think it's important for people to um, see the nativity, for children to be able to look at it and, and play with it, um, I brought my nativity over here to be in the gathering space so you can see our family's nativity set. Um, and if you have little children, it's absolutely okay with me for them to play with the nativity set. Um, I'm not one of those who says, let's put Jesus out on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I like Jesus to be out the whole time um, because... Advent is longer than Christmas, and um, like I said, I think it's important for kids to be able to play with it, and for all of us, because Jesus, what we learn in the birth of Jesus is that God has come near. God has come close. God's not distant and far away, so we don't have to look at it beautifully. We can touch it and feel it, just like God comes to be with us. So the nativity is an important part of our family's tradition. In this season when so much of the story that we're focused on took place in the Middle East where Jesus was born, I invite us all to be in prayer for the Middle East and for the end to the war happening there and the, and the violence and the deaths. So please be in prayer ongoing for that area of the world. And now join me in an attitude of prayer. God, today we pray for joy. Sometimes joy is overwhelming and obvious. And sometimes joy is so subtle we can easily overlook it or take it for granted. Help us to find joy in unexpected moments of hope. 
Help us, Lord, to find joy in quiet moments with people we love. Remind us to find joy in rich traditions, joy in simple things like a good cup of coffee or tea or hot cocoa. Show us the joy in opening our eyes to a new day with the opportunity to do good and to share love. Do not allow us to fall prey to the temptation of comparison. Remind us to find joy in our own successes and victories, even if they don't look like the success and victory of somebody else. We pray, Lord, that you'd guide us in all things, offering us wisdom, offering us perspective, filling us with gratitude for the good things we find around ourselves, for the people we find around ourselves. Allow us to find joy even in traditions like praying words that Jesus taught us as we raise our voices together saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Today's scripture comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, earlier I shared that one of my favorite traditions is the nativity. When I was a little girl, we had a plastic nativity set, and that was because... My mom knew that we would play with it and everything which we wanted to do. My dad had built a, a wooden stable for it, and that set is in some of my memories as what it's supposed to look like. There was Joseph who wore brown and Mary who wore blue and the shepherd in yellow, the wise men in jewels. There was a, a cow and a donkey and a little sheep, and baby Jesus was in pink with a halo laid in the manger. But I loved the Mary. I loved her blue dress. I loved her straight blonde hair that was maybe not very accurate. <laughs> but she was beautiful and she was sweet. I shared with you before that when I was a kid and we had a pageant, I never got to be Mary. I always wanted to be, but I never got to be. I think every girl wants to. Uh, when I was older, though, I remembered this past week as Pastor Megan and I were talking and sharing some stories, I remember that I actually, as an adult, got to be Mary when uh, my daughter Allison was four months old. So uh, Mike, my husband, was Joseph, and I was Mary, and um, we had little baby Allison, baby Jesus. And at that church um, that I was serving they had a tradition of a Christmas program, a play that was about an hour and a half, maybe even more, uh, longer. And um, the Holy Family had to stay on the stage the entire time. So we sat there, and I prayed that no crying she make. 
<laughs> and uh, she did good. She, she, we, she did not. It was like she knew she had to be Jesus. And, um, and I, as Mary, was able to finally kind of relax. <laughs> I wonder next week at our pageant how many kids will want to be Mary. Today we talk about Mary, her calling. She reminds us of the promise of the Christ child, all he will do, all he will be. And that promise reminds us that God is with us, that God knows us, that God loves us, that God remembers us. And that's an important reminder for Advent as we've talked about Advent. We know that it's a time of waiting and wondering and sometimes loneliness. That um, it's a time when we are looking for hope and joy. And um, it's times like this especially that we need to remember that God is with us, that God knows us. But maybe, just maybe, there have been times in your life when you didn't want to be remembered, when maybe you wanted to be forgotten, maybe not by God, but by others. There have been times in my life that I've wanted to be forgotten, not considered. Times in ministry when I didn't want to move, and I wanted the bishop to forget me. (laughs) There were times in school when I didn't know the answer, and so I avoided eye contact and wanted the teacher to forget me and not call on me. Times when I was young and I was um, hoped that my parents would forget me so that I could stay longer at my friends' houses. It very well might be possible that Mary wanted to be forgotten. Mary was young. She was engaged, so probably not longing for a child at that point because she was barely a child herself. We can deduce uh, that there was a bit of an age gap between Mary and Joseph. At that time, girls traditionally uh, married at a young age. And uh, once they were through puberty, they were considered of marriageable age. Men were usually older when they married so that they had time to learn a trade. And so in this situation, Mary was a girl, Joseph was a carpenter. It's likely they didn't know each other well. We can assume it was an arranged marriage, as was the tradition. Mary came with a dowry and the promise that she was a virgin. In his book, Journey, Adam Hamilton explains, according to custom, there would be a year-long legal engagement followed by a formal ceremony. Finally, a couple would consummate the marriage. No, there was likely no longing for a child for Mary. She was just a girl engaged to a man who could have her stoned for turning up pregnant because it was basically committing adultery and she was violating a contract. But he listened to the angel and he stayed with her. And Mary is sent off to hide with her cousin Elizabeth for her own good, for her own safety. To look at Mary and Joseph, there's nothing considerably outstanding about them. They're a pretty typical couple for their age and station. In fact, it could have easily, they could have easily been overlooked, forgotten. And given all the social rule, rules that this pregnancy broke, they just may have wished that they were forgotten. 
A few years ago, Reverend Christian Kuhn wrote in, the blog, in a blog for Christian Century saying, uh, talking about a Christmas pageant that happened in his church and how he was watching the church kids. Um, they came wanting to be in the program. Uh, they dress up like angels or wise men or shepherds and sheep and donkeys. None of the boys were fighting over the chance to be Joseph. Joseph doesn't have any lines. But when the director asked who would like to be Mary, all of the hands shot up, the girls jumped up and down, every one of them wanted to be Mary. She was the star. But then Chris asked the question, do you think Mary wanted to be Mary? You see, Mary and Joseph were outstanding. They weren't typical. They said yes to God, even if maybe they weren't sure they wanted to. The angel spoke to Mary, told her that she was to have a child, and she responded, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. She trusted God and had faith in God's plan. I recently came across the poem called Annunciation by Denise Levertov, and I want to share it with you. We know the scene, the room variously furnished, Almost always a lectern, a book, always that tall lily. Arrived on solemn grandeur of great wings, the angelic ambassador standing or hovering whom she acknowledges a guest. But we are told of meek obedience. No one mentions courage. The engendering spirit did not enter her without consent. God waited. She was free to accept or to refuse choice integral to humanness. Aren't there annunciations of one sort or another in most lives? Some unwillingly undertake great destinies, enact them in sullen pride, uncomprehending. More often those moments when roads of light and storm open from darkness and a man or a woman are turned away from in dread in a wave of weakness and despair with relief. Ordinary lives continue. God does not smite them, but the gates close and the pathway vanishes. She'd been a child who played and ate and slept like any other child, but unlike others, wept only for pity, laughed in joy, not triumph. Compassion and intelligent fused in her, indivisible, called to a destiny more momentous than any in all of time. She did not quail. She only asked a simple, how can this be? And gravely, courteously, took to heart the angel's reply, the astounding ministry she was offered to bear in her womb infinite weight and lightness, to carry in hidden finite inwardness nine months of eternity, to contain in slender vase of being the sum of power in narrow flesh the sum of light. Then bring to birth, push out into the air a man-child needing like any other milk and love. But who was God? This was the moment no one speaks of when she could still refuse, a breath unbreathed spirit suspended, waiting. She did not cry, I cannot, I'm not worthy, nor I have not the strength. She did not submit with gritted teeth, raging, coerced. Bravest of all humans, 
Consent illumined her. The room filled with its light, the lily glowed in it, and the iridescent wings. Consent, courage unparalleled, opened her utterly. When writing about this poem, Sarah Clarkson said, I hope that I can grow ever more like Mary in that intelligent recognition of God's work, the joining of God's love and will, the acceptance of the Almighty into the core of her being. In a sense, that's what's asked of every one of us, all who follow God. God remembered Mary, God called her, and she had faith and courage to do the hard thing, to trust the God she knew and believe in the possible. And Joseph did the same thing. Mary became his wife. Joseph trusted God, put his faith in God's plan, and because of them we have a Savior who knows us, who remembers us, and reminds us that God is with us. God remembered Mary and Joseph, the faith they had, a faith God would lead them, a faith in God that would lead them to saying yes. Here's Hamilton again. As we consider the moment of decision for Mary, we see in her a witness and an example of how we are meant to live. Her mission reminds us that God's call is sometimes difficult. It may lead us to set aside our own plans. It may mean giving up hopes and dreams we have cherished for a lifetime. It may mean risks. It may be frightening. What Mary teaches us is that God will not forget us. God may ask us to do scary things. God may push us out of our comfort zones, but God will not leave us. God knows us. We are on God's mind. God gives us the strength to do what God calls us to do so that we too can say, Here am I, your servant. So when you find yourself sitting with the lonely, caring for the sick, holding the hand of the dying, speaking up for the outcast, reaching out to the desperate, reaching out to the desperate, praying for your enemies, feeding the hungry, fighting for the children, spending time with the grieving, embracing the outcast, building homes for those without, remember that the same God who called you to do that work, to be in that moment doing the work, which tells others that God remembers them, is the same God who called Mary. The same God who calls you is the same God who called Mary. The same God that Mary trusted, the same God that never forgot Mary, the same God who will not forget you. God will be with you and equip you, so have the courage of Mary. Put your faith in God and see what God will do. For as the scripture said, there is nothing impossible with God. Amen.
I want to sh uh, turn your attention to the screens. We'll be sharing a few slides from a recent event that Clarkson United Methodist Church sponsored. It was the Christmas Lighted Parade in downtown Clarkson in Depot Park and the same day as our Lighted Christmas Parade in downtown. And a couple of months ago, Laura Rogers approached us and said, hey, I have an opportunity for the Clarkson United Methodist Church to do a fun event for the community. And she brought forward a, a proposal for us to um, do, run a game for the little kids that would be uh, for, for all the, in the community and to give out gifts in the fun, have a fun evening. So we put together a, a nice little reindeer ring toss game and also uh, put together some um, the, the stockings that they just showed up there on the screen. And the cool one thing was I asked a couple of high school youth, big shout out to Avery and to Katie and Braden and Dominic for helping me out that evening. They had a really good, joyful time uh, playing the game with the little kids. And then at the end of the evening, several of the adults who had been watching the kids play came forward and said, hey, uh, could we play too? So we had, a, we had a couple of dads go up against each other that the, our youth group thought that was pretty fun when that happened. And one other thing I didn't mention at nine, but was that uh, one gal approached me and said, this is a really neat, neat uh, game that you're playing um, with the reindeer thing. What is that? And I said, well, uh, we played it in the youth group a few years ago, and I found it on Amazon. And she's like, We're, oh, okay, cool, because my mother is in a nursing home, and I'd really like to, I think they would love to play this game. And through the generosity of the church, I'd actually bought four sets. So I just was able to give them one. And she was so, so touched to say, this is really neat. I'm going to take this to my mom's nursing home and, uh, and play with the people there. So thank you for your generosity that allows Clarkson United Methodist Church to do activities like the, the um, market and the parade and also all the amazing things that we do here. In order to do these things, and we appreciate it, you are able to give through multiple different ways. You can text to give on the phone number listed up on the screens right now. You could also go to our website and see different options to give there. And then um, you could also just put a check or cash into the offering plates that will be coming forward now. Whatever, however way you choose to give to this church, we appreciate it, and the, the community of Clarkson appreciates it, and it's just a blessing. Thank you so much. Ushers, please come forward.
God of abundant generosity, we are so blessed by these gifts. We lift them to you for your blessing that we may use them to bring joy in the world around us. Amen. So now, as people of joy, go forth from this place with courage to respond to God's call like Mary, knowing the gift of Emmanuel, that Christ is with you. Go forth in joy and peace. Amen.
You've been listening to the Sunday worship service from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.